afternoon, Carlos. Um, Good afternoon. Thank you very much for uh, inviting us in to talk about um, what looks like a very big program of change in yes, digital transformation. And um, th there seems to be quite a, an interesting Spanish connection, shall I say, in, in uh, uh, it's almost a, um, a Spanish business uh, strategy because uh, not only Bank Sabada, but when one looks at the strategy of Santander, yep. and dare I say it, Zara, mm -hmm. and the competitive edge, for instance, that they're, they're getting through this, uh, I suppose, rationalization of the systems and focusing on the need to have uh, what are really efficient and effective systems for the particular business that they're in. Zara, for instance, it's obviously from the design through the supply chain to the customer and that customer focus which ob obviously you have and it looks mm. like Santander has as well but it's putting in that um, consistency of the digital platform mm. uh, a lot of companies think about it and they don't manage so how do, how do you think that you're you know you've been able to accomplish that yeah. and do all these acquisitions and yeah. obviously use this as a a platform for acquisition. It's a very interesting strategy. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, uh, well, I cannot tell you much about Zara, but... Uh, <laughs> My wife told me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. But in, in terms of the Spanish banks, uh, we share, let's say, some, some similar approaches, mm -hmm. particularly uh, when we talk about IT platforms. Yes. Um, for many different reasons, and some of those reasons are connected with our history in Spain, we ended up uh, having um, IT platforms, and this is one. This is a relevant difference between Spain, the UK, or even the US, mm -hmm. because the IT platforms, the core banking platforms, are um, homemade solutions. Yeah. So. Uh, and as well for for different reasons that um, probably will took hours to explain in detail, but the Spanish banks, or at least the, the leading Spanish banks, in the last 20, 25 years, they've spent a huge amount of money mm -hmm. on, in, on IT. As a result of that, both Santander, BBVA, or Bank Sabadell, we have, uh, in comparison with some other European players, we have... Uh, modern IT solutions, modern IT. Products. It's modern, but it's also, um, as, a, as a fellow CIO, I mean, what we always used to talk about was the need for um, standardization, for simplification, for sharing, etc., uh, and focus on data. And for some reason, that seems to have got through to the governance in the Spanish banks. Mm -hmm. which it hasn't done in, in other areas, yeah. I would yeah. say. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what comes across, anyway. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, our, our IT platforms in general, and this is particularly true in, in, in Sabaday, but our IT platforms are um, heavily integrated. Mm. So we don't have 80 different platforms to run the business. Sure. We have mainly a core banking that is fully integrated, single source of truth, yeah. a single customer database. Now that's, that's really important, isn't it? It is. Because it you is. look at the banks here and they, they, they seem to have had big difficulties in getting that single view of the customer. 
mm. uh, which obviously has a big impact on uh, customer relationships. And, 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 and you know what, that's even more important when you are facing a digital revolution than the one we're facing all of us. Yeah. Because in the digital revolution, I mean, the customer, um, the new digital customer will not accept anymore uh, the traditional banking experience. Sure. Where, um, you know, I'm not getting uh, a, a quick answer. So the digital revolution is all about um, people who uh, is not patient anymore. Mm. I, mean, I have mm. a daughter. My daughter, is, she's, she's 18 years old. And, and you know what? And I, I like to observe how she behaves mm. using apps and mobile apps and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So they can download a new app. They open the new app. If, if if it takes more than five seconds <laughs> to, to you know to, to get the app up up and running, they just delete the app. Mm -hmm. They're not patient. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. digital customers are, uh, in general, people with no patience. It's got to work. Yeah. So you know if you are changing your customer details uh, with your bank, what you expect as a digital customer is this change is effective immediately. So if you go to your branch, you expect your changes uh, having been applied on the system. So that, that, that different behavior of the digital customers cannot be delivered without a fully integrated view of the customer. Sure. With real-time systems, sure. I mean, the batch concept, which is quite popular in the banking industry, mm -hmm. is unacceptable in the digital era. Mm. So what does it mean that I have to wait till your systems, your crappy systems, run <laughs> something overnight <laughs> so I can get my problem sorted out? Sure. So what, what do you think has given these Spanish companies that uh, strategy, that strategic view, that vision, and obviously now the ability to have that competitive edge? Um, yeah, well... Is it in the national psyche? <laughs> <laughs> now, to, to be honest, there are some, there are some uh, funny explanations for that, and probably this is not a, a very orthodox view, but let, mm. me, let me share with you my view on that. So for political reasons, mm -hmm. Spanish banks in the you know, early, uh, early in the 20th century, mm -hmm. I'm talking about 1940, I mean, uh, 1945, 1946, after the Civil War. Mm. For political reasons, the Spanish banks were constrained, uh, were limited to specific regions. Right. So they were not allowed to open branches all over the country. Mm. Uh, and that, that has created a competitive environment where the only one way to differentiate yourselves from your competitors was investing in technology because you, you were not allowed to invest in more branches, which mm. was the normal mm. growth mm. Uh, vector mm. for all of the European banks at that moment in time. So it's a combination of political constraints that at the time were a limitation mm. and the fact that the Spanish banks, uh, um, when, when the democracy arrived to Spain, and liberated banks from this constrained activity, mm. the, the most effective way to compete was investing in technology. Mm. Mm. So the, the peak investment arrived in the 70s mm -hmm. 
And in the 70s, I know the 70s, it's, I mean, especially for young people, it's like, you know, ages. <laughs> but in the 70s, you know, uh, and, 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 and you probably uh, uh, remind that, but in the 70s was the um, uh, uh, explosion of PCs, mm-hmm. uh, Windows systems, client-server mm-hmm. revolution, mm-hmm. Uh, late 70s, mm, early 80s. More in the 80s, I think. Yeah, more mm-hmm. in the early mm-hmm. 80s. But mm-hmm. it was this kind of revolution where, you know, the computer, the, the computing capacity was uh, um, more popularized. Mm-hmm. And, and, and at the early 80s, all the Spanish banks, they invested in client-server systems, mm-hmm. modern branches, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, mainframes, mm. and they, most of them, they made significant efforts in order to build solutions uh, that uh, would allow them to compete uh, against each other. So definitely, I mean, the uh, the IT systems do seem to have had a big impact. Absolutely, on, uh, the competitive. Nature and the competitive and, and you know real real time systems arrived to the Spanish banks earlier than mm. other right. places in Europe. Right, right. and that you know uh, this is this is an example of technology changing mindsets mm. because banking in Spain has been real time since well, I don't know since early eighties. Really, and right. in some other countries, mm. this I mean this banking with my specific bronze mm, had remained mm, mm, for, for, for decades. And the, uh, the ability to be able to acquire other, yeah. other organizations. That's, um, that's a funny story as well. <laughs> you know, uh, before my arrival into, into Sabadee Group, Sabadee was a regional bank. Yes. You know, small bank, 300 branches. Uh, uh, 300 branches all around the country, but mostly in Catalonia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the bank at that moment in time was using uh, mainframe technology, uh, Honeywell Bull technology. Oh, yes, remember that. <laughs> you know, good one, I must say, mm-hmm. but not the standard technology for banking, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is more on the IBM side. Yeah, sure. So at that moment in time, the bank, it was a very clever decision. Uh, they decided, well, it works well, the technology is not a problem for us, but we need to move into a technology that is widely used so mm. we can find people, we can find resources, engineers, etc. So the bank started a, a, a very complex transformation process to move into a new technology. And by doing that, uh, and it was as well a conscious decision, uh, we decided, well, not, not me, because I was not part of the bank, but the bank decided that all the interfaces, all the APIs, oh. to move data from the former system into the new system were valuable assets. So our seven-day platform, which is the same platform that we will, we will uh, deploy here in the UK, we are working to deploy this in the UK as well, as part of the genetics of the platform, we have all the interfaces mm. to upload data from acquired banks into the system. So, so it's not that each time we acquire a new company, we have to develop new processes to transform right. data and upload data into the platform. Is that the platform itself, uh, it has this ability uh, by, by design. 
That's quite powerful, isn't it? Well, it, it, it saves a lot of time and money each time you are, <laughs> you are acquiring another one bank. Well, when you look at um, some of the competitive banks, that's exactly where they have, um, they've had big problems, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So that's, that was quite forward thinking. Um, and where do you think that, 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 that thing, was that right at the top of the bank, that, that the vision was there? Uh, yeah, well, um, the top management at that time was absolutely confident that well, uh, the bank, in order to to achieve the position they wanted in the Spanish market, mm, uh, mm. the bank should combine uh, organic and inorganic growth. Mm-hmm. So that was part of the atmosphere. Mm, I mean, mm. There are more acquisitions to come in the next coming years, mm, mm. and then it was also uh, a view from from the IT department that, well, this, this is hard work. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the point about, you know, not protecting this hard work? Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, this, this decision has made uh, uh, during this large transformation program, but then we spent, we invested into protecting this asset over years. And we perfected the asset because, you know, in my case, this is my integration process number 13. So, and I'm not so I'm thirteen. Not thirteen. I'm not the oldest one. So <laughs> there are some other people in our uh, Savary group. I saw that there were seven acquisitions that you did, but that was between two thousand and eight and two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. So presumably that yeah. was prior to that. There was prior to that. Yeah, and well, some some of them are uh, small acquisitions, to be honest. Not mm. not all of them same size. Mm. We acquired a couple of banks in the U.S. as well. I saw that now. What, Presumably, the platform was um, resilient enough and adaptive enough to be able to bring on international an international strategy. At yeah, the, well, at in, in some of our acquisitions in the U.S., we deployed tactical solutions because the, the business was not big enough uh, mm. to deploy the entire uh, strategic solution. But yeah, the, the platform has proven through many different uh, processes to be flexible enough to cope with the significant difficulties of integrating another one bank into mm. the business. But to be honest, the most challenging one is the one we are doing right now. The TSB? The TSB one. Why is that? Uh, well, because, you know, um, when you are migrating from a Spanish bank into a Spanish bank, despite the fact that uh, you face lots of difficulties, mm-hmm. You don't have significant differences in terms of uh, regulation, compliance, data structures. Mm, mm. But here in the UK, we have we have very special payment schemes. Mm-hmm. Facet payments is a British thing, mm. and it's not comparable to anyone else uh, to anyone else's payment schemes. Chaps and bucks are very British payment <laughs> schemes, and I'm not complaining. I mean, and and and. Uh, they are actually working quite well, mm. but uh, it requires a lot of, you know, um, um, effort into flexing the solution to cope with specific issues in, in our local operation. And when you talk about um, the, I mean, the platform. I mean, does that go right through from the IT and communications infrastructure right through the back office into the front office? 
into the CRM, into yeah, absolutely. The whole we, are, the whole we are changing every piece of technology match. in this bank. Wow, so yeah, that's quite We're a changing everything. Well, in general, and, and, and it is not my intention to bore you or to bore the, to bore the audience, but in general, our technology platform, which is called Protea, um, is a combination of, let's say, three main design decisions. So our general ledger, our accounting, is based on a mainframe. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have a, 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 a mid-range or, or a middleware layer that hides all the complexity of our backend systems. So all of our backend systems, um, uh, the accounting systems, but uh, as well the human resources or the marketing systems or all, all of our backend systems are um, wrapped by this mid-range layer mm, mm. that allows our front-end applications to execute whatever transaction they need, despite this transaction is offered by uh, a specific backend systems. Because this middleware, this middleware uh, is, a, is, an, uh, is a SOA solution, it's a service-oriented architecture. So mm -hmm. all of our transactions are real-time mm -hmm. and are available through a uh, web service. Right. So the transaction is exactly the same despite this transaction is invoked uh, by our mobile app or by the branch teller application or by the ATM. Mm. And that's, that's part of the, you know, it's, it's a very important ingredient of the secret source. Because, you know, <laughs> so it gives you that adaptability, um, which is especially important in the mobile um, digital area. Absolutely. Uh, no. Absolutely. Um, and one, you know, one of the outcomes we expect from this large migration perm here at TSB is after migration or once migration is completed, we are fully committed to deliver uh, um, an outstanding digital experience to our customers. And this is one of the main benefits of migration. And as, as Paul Prester uses to say, at least internally, uh, we uh, one of the advantages uh, of this new platform is once we complete migration, we will transform this bank in a digital, in a digital company that happens to be a bank. <laughs> so, um, and, and yeah, this is a combination of technology that enables that kind of change mm. and, and having the right attitude and the right mindset. So it's coming back to my, uh, you know, my, my point of uh, how important is people in, in transformation. Right. So we have, we have the right people here at TSB, and we will have the right technology by year end. So that, that unleashes the power of this bank to become a real challenger. And year. you have increased the, um, the, the uh, digital um, people in, in the organization. Yeah, you? absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is not just a, a, a technology migration. Um, we're changing our or um, chart our organizational structure. We're attracting talented people from fintech uh, mm. and from different companies um, because you know uh, completing migration is just it's just the beginning. Mm. I mean the real fun will come after migration because so building will, after that. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's when we will have the ability to you know launch new uh, amazing products into this market and hopefully it surprise our customers. Mm. Mm. Um, you said Europe, in a way, is perhaps 
not as advanced or has issues compared to the states. But actually, I, I wonder, I mean, do you see GDR, GDPR, for instance, as an opportunity or a threat? Because definitely, definitely an opportunity. I would have thought, given the, the work that you've put in and the consistency that you have and the focus that you've had on the, the CRM side, that that must give you yeah. uh, uh, an absolutely, opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, uh, GDPR is, well, first of all, um, by having this customer-centric or customer-data-centric mm, mm, architecture, mm -hmm. sure. GDPR uh, poses less difficulties into... You know where your customer data is. Yeah, <laughs> we know where, where, where the customer data is, and we know exactly uh, when and why is this customer data used for. Mm, so mm. one of the main requirements of GDPR is you have to tell your customers why are you gathering information... Absolutely. ...and what's the purpose of gathering this mm -hmm. information. So we know that. So... Mm. Uh, it's not a big challenge to be GDPR compliant for us. It's not going to be once we complete migration for sure. Sure, sure. But on top of that, um, I'm very supportive with GDPR. I think this is one of the main challenges of digital revolution. So we need to we need to uh, give the people uh, the right to be in control of uh, of their personal information. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's particularly important in banking, but not only in banking. I must say. I mean, I don't know if you have if you had ever uh, take time to read TSNCs from Google or from Facebook. Oh, every day. Which I don't recommend. <laughs> it's quite every boring. Day. It's quite boring. <laughs> but you know, uh, GDPR will affect those absolutely say, over the top. Yeah, very yeah. heavily. And also the social media. Um, programs as well, I think, because uh, obviously they they. That's um, bread and butter to them. Um, and things like identity management, I mean, and security, that is something which... Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, as I said before, and uh, obviously I cannot disagree with my boss, uh, we will transform this bank in a digital company that happens to be a bank. But if I elaborate a bit more, a digital company in banking means as well a security company. Sure. So because what, I mean, one of the main uh, goals or the main objectives uh, for a CIO, CISO, security team in banking is protecting our customers' accounts. Sure. And by, by being more and more digital friendly, we will face new threats. And it is our obligation to protect our customers against that. Absolutely. And, 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 and you know, the, the old way of doing things, which is um, creating um, uh, difficult experiences for our customers, like forcing our customers to remember long passwords or to remember a memorable phrase or things like that, uh, is not what they expect from us. Mm. So they expect from us a bit more... Um, a, a, a smarter approach. So let, let me just... So that new mobile app, for instance, that you've got... Um, that new mobile app that we recently, that we recently uh, published into Google Play and, and Apple, Apple, the Apple stores, uh, it uses the fingerprint reader mm -hmm. and modern smartphones. Mm -hmm. That's pretty convenient. I mean, you don't have to remember anything. Just put your thumb into your phone and you are straight in. Mm. 
Mm. And that's a good example of how to implement security solutions that are at the same time um, convenient and secure. Mm. Mm. And this is the right path. Mm. So we'll combine this with uh, uh, new solutions. And, and I cannot comment much on that, but probably the next few months, we'll say two or three months, we will make an announcement about using iris recognition as well. And we're working as well in some emerging technologies that mm. use uh, biometrics techniques mm. in order to deliver security. I mean, I have the best security is the invisible security. Mm. It's the security that doesn't force our users to do anything special. Mm. Mm. So just the way you, you touch your touch screen mm -hmm. uh, and, and the angle of your finger and the pressure of your finger using your smartphone. This is also a biometric pattern. Sure, sure. And uh, you're working with, um, with other companies on, on obviously this technology. Are they, are they here in the UK? Are they in Spain? Or? They are all, all over. All over. They are all over. Right. But uh, yeah, we are also particularly interested into cooperating with uh, the fintech companies here in London. In London. London, yeah. London is a very important hub yeah. for uh, fintech companies. Sure. And and this is definitely one of the um, areas where we want to develop good relationships with them. And, and we being, I mean, being as a challenger, being a, a challenger bank, mm. we are less concerned about <laughs> competition. So, um, but the other ones are more concerned. The, the other ones are <laughs> more concerned. Your competitors are going to be more concerned. Yeah. I can cool. see that, yeah. Um, so security in, in general, um, what, what makes you lose sleep? Uh, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm confident and I'm happy with all the efforts we're doing in security. So no one is uh, in, in, in a completely safe place when we are talking about big global threats. Mm, mm. But we're in a, we are, uh, now that we're served by Lloyds, we're in a relatively safe position. But our new platform will combine state-of-art technologies and security, some biometrics, mm -hmm. as I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if the question is, what's the main concern? Well, the main concern is I'm, I'm not worried about losing data or losing customer data. Uh, the main concern That's well-protected. That's well-protected. So, yeah. well, uh, uh, we are in, in the leading edge in that particular space. Uh, the problem is the nonsense attacks. So the, the attacks that are coming from people, that they, they only have the intention to, uh, to create problems. So the, the right, so not, not economic or? Not economic, just you know, the denial of service, the DDoS attacks, this, mm. this kind of attacks that are heavily distributed, so um, are normally coming from health hundreds if not thousands of devices sure. all over the country mm. uh, that creates a lot of disruption uh, so yeah we are um, uh, we have lots of mitigation plans for that so internet of things for instance that's going to internet of things will create new threats yeah for sure for It'll sure. certainly increase the number of opportunities and, and you know what uh, 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 there are people like Garner or Boston Consulting Group, that they predict that in the next five years, the total number of IP devices 
will uh, grow by a thousand per hundred, mm. so ten times more devices in five years. So yeah, it's the that's that's a big. completely different scenario. And the security arrangements on those are not necessarily that that good at the moment. No, well, it's not just the banking industry uh, who has to invest in security. Mm. Um, that's that's as well one of the main concerns of the self-driven cars mm. Mm. or the intelligent homes, the smart mm. homes. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, I'm sure that the bad guys, the fraudsters, will find will will find out ways to leverage on smart systems. Mm. What's interesting is to see the business model of the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, they're well connected and they're, they have they're good, good economic creative, models. <laughs> they are very creative people. Absolutely, yeah, mm. and more than we are. Um, so, I mean, changing nature of the the risks and the threats and the the sort of um, the changing nature of the, the the attackers, if you like. Are you seeing are you seeing any of that? You're seeing the um yeah, as, as I mentioned before, there are more and more people, and this is probably not just purely a security issue. It's, it, it's more related to, I mean, the, the globalization and these political movements against globalization. It's more a political issue. That, and as one of the outcomes of this political issue or this social discomfort mm. uh, is this, I mean, this new... Uh, emerging threats of trying to disrupt industries. Mm, mm. And then there's an additional um, threat that is particularly interesting and is this cold war between countries. Yep. yep. I cannot elaborate that much on that mm. uh, for obvious reasons, but there are countries in this world that employ thousands and thousands of uh, engineers trying to hack into the systems of other countries. So that, uh, that also uh, creates a threat for banking because we are part of the essential sure. industries in, in countries. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, even the best efforts of GCHQ or whatever will uh, not necessarily prevent those sort of attacks. Yeah.